Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of the Young Flesh Podcast, and this week for this episode, it's just gonna be Lorenzo and me. Unfortunately, Raymond cannot join us today. He is working, but really, this week has just been kind of rough for him. Had a laptop <laughs> yeah, issues he had to deal with. Had to uh, health issues. Yeah, had to wait at the hospital for hours. Like holy man, like unfortunate. Had to, had to, yeah. Healthcare system, like we said before, need uh, need to be addressed, especially here mm-hmm. in Ontario. Like, fuck, man, it's. Uh, yeah, I heard it's bad out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of problems. Like a lot of problems. I think in, it's great with anyway, a Canadian, but, yeah. like healthcare in general, but Ontario, yeah, even mm-hmm. even more so. Um, yeah. Anyways, this week it's just gonna be Lorenzo and me, and by me I mean George, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna talk about something that I often actually talk about, or at least think about, but this time we're gonna specifically go into it. And this is the things that you consistently get the most out of, right? We're gonna Mm -hmm. get into what those things are for each of us, and also what exactly we get out of them, what kind of feelings we get out of them, right? And um, yeah, it's... uh, it's like a follow-up to a lot of the other episodes we've done when we talk about decision-making mm-hmm. especially because this is kind of highlighting the reward aspect, right? Mm-hmm. The the benefit aspect. So we're really going to look into the things that we really get a lot out of and what exactly uh, we get out of those type of things. And uh, for those who are watching this, I'm wearing a uh, Clippers jersey because uh, Paul George and Kawhi are both back. Hopefully they will be uh, healthy when we don't know. I mean, it's gonna be a month, but by uh, playoffs. Speaking of Chris Paul, oh Chris hear, Paul, yeah, that's the craziest the, thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone know that? Does anyone know if that's true? Any uh, updates? I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. But I mean, I remember somebody dug up some old stories of Drake's from way back when, hmm. where he, he had posted a story of him and his buddies all in Chris Paul jerseys around the time that he was beefing with Kanye. It's like, yo. Oh. I don't know, man. Yeah, and he that's had, very he had interesting all the lines about Kim K, you know, and a couple of his mm-hmm. songs. Dude, I don't know, man. Kanye, yeah. It's all falling apart for Kanye, bro. He's doing Chris it to Paul, himself, man. CP3 is my favorite uh, player of all time yeah. in terms of actually just basketball-wise. If we're talking about favorite person uh, that is a basketball player, it has to be Dennis Rodman. But just for purely basketball, huge fan of uh, Chris Paul because of the Lob City Clipper days. That's when mm-hmm. I got into the sport. And bro, I feel like he's so famous now just because of the uh, State Farm commercials. So oh, that no, alone just got him so much. Yeah. <coughs> um, anyways, yeah, back to uh, back to the main part of the episode. So let's be really cool before the main part of the episode. <laughs> Have you heard all the uh, all the stuff Kanye is talking about? Just tangentially. Oh my goodness! On Alex I, Jones, uh, have you seen it? I uh, pay very little attention to what Kanye has to of say. Of course, this is for the better, especially as of late. Yeah. But did you see him on Alex Jones's podcast? I, I have not. You know, oh, this is actually relating actually. to the main episode. I don't do it because I don't get anything out of it. You know, Man, you, you get some shock value out of this one, bro. That's for sure. I don't, shock value does uh, very little for me. I'm sorry, dude. But this is like this is unbelievable. Okay. This is like wow. This is crazy. Oh, you just yeah. There's no recovery from that one. But yeah, we can get on to the episode now. 
All right. Didn't Alex Jones mm-hmm. declare bankruptcy? He did. I mean, he did. Yeah, because they got him paying like at 100. But I guess he still got a podcast and he got Kanye on it. And Kanye made Alex Jones look sane, bro. This is crazy, bro. Like, wow. and many times there's many clips where if you take them, uh-huh. not even all that much out of context, Alex Jones says some very reasonable stuff to Kanye. <laughs> and it's not because uh, he's super wise for saying something good. It's just Kanye is just uh-huh. so batshit insane. My, my. Holy. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Um, so I don't know if you want to start or if you want me to go. Uh, why don't but, you start? Because you've thought about it more. You probably have some pertinent examples that come to mind easily. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I could tell you that for me, the things I get the most out of are some of the most basic things. And those mm-hmm. are the things that I try to incorporate in my day to day life. So I would say that there are things that I would do basically on a daily basis. And there are also some things I would do on a weekly basis. And um, yeah, just having those type of things in my life on a regular basis like that, because I get so much out of them, my life is just so much better. It almost sets like a bare minimum of like how bad things can be, because as long as like those things are there, it's really just, it just can't be that bad, Mm -hmm. right? So I would say that like, I know in order for me, to feel the way I want to feel, right? I found some things, some experiences or activities that will consistently contribute to allowing me to feel how I want to feel, right? So mm-hmm. we, we've talked about this multiple times, but sleep is incredibly important, whether oh, yeah. that's like physical or like mental or like emotional or whatever. Important in all like, aspects, yeah. Like, no matter how you want to look at it, what study you want to cite, what uh, kind of, like, uh, anecdotal evidence, whatever you want to do, sleep is just super important. So, for me, getting a full night's sleep is one of those things I just get so much out of. And, yeah, yeah, so that's something I always have in my life because I get so much out of it. And then I'll just continue kind of almost on a what? Um, chronolo- chronological order because uh, what I do in the morning when I get up is I, I work out right and mm-hmm. I I work out doing basic weight like no weights just you know very very basic and common uh, calisthenic stuff like different different uh, grips of pull-ups and chin-ups mm-hmm. uh, dips right uh, dips that go all the way down, all the way up, and also yeah, even range. more up that, in, that engages your uh, lats and like your shoulders. Like, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. There's like an extra level up you could actually go. Yeah. Right. It's, it's almost like, when like yeah, when you're maximally depressing the shoulders, you get that extra, extra musculature going crazy in there. I see it. Yeah, because so it's like a separate motion to it. So you're essentially it's like, it's almost. Like, it reminds me of like when you're stabilizing yourself on rings to a lesser extent, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you're just holding yourself up. Like you're still activating the tricep to keep everything locked out and whatnot. Uh, and surely there's still some chest activation to some extent. But yeah. holding that position there, there's so much of the shoulder girdle getting involved. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. 
Yeah, and also uh, just push-ups, push up on those elevated handles, so mm-hmm. you could go really, extra really range. deep. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. And also, when you go up, you can also just extend your uh, shoulders forward, and once again, that that's also it's big. the same. Yeah, that's big because that's also important if you ever decide to work on planche progressions, because that's right. how you get crazy exactly. strong shoulders. But that's yeah. one of the hardest things about the the planche, especially when you're starting out. Um, is keeping the shoulders where they need to be. So practicing it mm. when you do push-ups and getting that extension in with the shoulders is really good. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. like when you're at the very top, when you're doing dips like that, if you just bring your knees up and dip your body forward, that's also a really oh uh, man, yeah, good good kind of progression step if you're working on the planche. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also good and idea. also yeah, and I also just do like hollow body holds those are super good, good for, the for core. like a strong core and uh i'll do Underrated. some basic like honestly it's a shame that lunges or squats it's a shame that more of those gymnastic style movements aren't used in like physical education because sit-ups mm. are just so dog water bro sit-ups are just so bad yeah holy f- like whoa. Just, it's literally like one of the worst ones mm-hmm. like i barely even have my kids doing it and like realistically it's safe if you're not doing like hundreds a day that's really yeah. when you're gonna get issues but even then, it's still, just better options, you know? There's just more effective stuff. Yeah. The only thing that's nice about it is it's so easy to understand. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, getting a full night's sleep, getting up, and uh, having a work clock, workout like that first thing in the morning. And first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, working out is one of those things, especially doing it the way I do it. Like, I would love to have, like, some dumbbell stuff in there as well. But I just uh, don't want to physically go somewhere that has dumbbells or spend yeah. hundreds of dollars to get nice dumbbells. Would you ever consider? So, would you ever consider like the modular ones? Don't you have one of those at your place? Not modu- at your place right now. No, no, no. I I'll, I have power blocks. I have a few. I have twenty fives and thirty fives, but I don't have the modular ones. I heard the modular I ones are get actually the modular not ones. bad. They keep yeah. They seem to. Well, I mean. At the same time, there's there's some really nice options out there, but the basic ones are still yeah. classic. They're still out there mm-hmm. too. I gotta get me another pair. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, working out is one of those things for sure. But specifically in the morning and doing it the way I want to do it is huge because doing it during the day, I know that's just very unsustainable. There's just so mm-hmm. many different things happening. There's so many kind of uh, changing factors, and the working out at night definitely works. But it makes it harder for me to fall asleep because working out energizes me. So mm. in the morning is the best time for me to do it. And that's uh, that's where I keep that. And then I would say one of my favorite things uh, is watching sunrise. I've talked about this before, I'm sure. But even when the weather isn't good, just seeing the darkness fade and the light comes mm-hmm. out like uh Later in the episode, we'll get into how exactly, you know, these things actually make me feel and what exactly I'm getting out of it. But I'm telling you that like, these things, I consistently get a lot out of, mm-hmm. right? So other than that, I would say uh, having time for myself before school or work or school work, right? Uh, I mm-hmm. don't know if I said this on the podcast, but we've talked about it before uh, Lorenzo off uh, podcast for sure. But just uh, just having that time for myself before I do any of those uh, commitment to, like, I guess, other people or something like that. 
it is huge. It makes me feel like I've actually uh, lived my life mm-hmm. uh, a little bit and done things with my day. And I'm not waking up just to do uh, school or work because uh, yeah. for whatever reason, that just I just don't like how that feels. Right. And then there are other things like uh, going for walks. That's huge. We've talked about this many times. I don't need to get any further oh, into yeah. it. And I would say, uh, you know, you guys laugh at this multiple times, but actually sitting down and having a meal without rushing is so huge for me. Like, no, it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like every eating on the go, if you're shoving down food, then just leaving or like, skipping a meal, like any of those type of things, just like, man, holy, I, I just can't. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so nice to be able to sit down and have a, have a meal and, uh, not rush at all. It, it is. Just, I uh, agree completely. I w- yeah. Have we laughed at that? I feel like that's pretty reasonable. No, n- no, you, we, you guys laughed at it when we're, we're talking. And the thing is we should get into what I'm about to say as a separate episode. Yeah. We just, and I know we will because, uh, I just know we haven't really gotten to it yet but we definitely will in the future but it was brought up when we're talking about kind of on a tangent or something about compatibility and yeah. uh and what you're kind of looking for in, in different types of i don't know relationship or whatever oh, i forget yeah, the yeah. exact context but yeah like uh there's no way i could be in a relationship with some girl that uh that doesn't do that because mm. Because that's that just so important to me. Like, you can't, you can't expect me to skip a meal like that. You can't expect me to just, uh, just grab something and eat it on the go. Like, yeah, I'm no. sorry, I, I can't live like that, you know? So <laughs> not necessarily that you have to uh, do that, but you have to respect the fact that I am going to make sure I do that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, that ties into this episode super well because, like I said, that's uh, one of those things that I consistently get just so much out of. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me think if there's anything else. Those are like the things that are definitely just right on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Right. Full night's sleep, working out, having time for myself before uh, anything else, watching the sunrise or even just the darkness fade. And actually, you know, you could, you could see stuff, right? The darkness, just like, bro, what the fuck, man? Uh, <laughs> uh, walking and... Uh, having having meals without rushing i feel like those are definitely just yeah i would say those are the key things for sure i see i see all right well, let me think Any, of mine then um yeah, anything yeah. anything like that it okay, doesn't have um, to be stuff that you actually do on a daily basis sleep, or a weekly basis lately but, i've been you know. putting more of an emphasis on simply reducing my sleep debt so just getting more hours of sleep per um, hours awake, basically. Mm. And the way it's been working out, I've been basically just going biphasic almost, but very inconsistently, which isn't good. It's just not good to have such an inconsistent schedule. But uh, getting more sleep, even though it's very inconsistent, um, like in terms of when I get that sleep and how it's distributed, I'm still getting more sleep, which I've found immensely beneficial. But it still allows me enough flexibility to like do what I want, like play video games late night. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, do all that jazz and still be um, just fine for like school stuff and not be like a zombie during school. So that's been working mm-hmm. out pretty well. Usually I just take a nap when I get home for like two, three hours or something. Then I wake up, do some more stuff, 
then take another nap, two, three hours, <clears throat> gives me six hours, and then just every now and then take a longer sleep, catch up a little bit, and then that usually keeps me pretty good. Um, so that's one thing, I mean, uh, you know, just not being a zombie all the time is just so great, so just kind of splitting up right. my sleep schedule, that's one thing that I like doing, and just, you know, if I got an extra couple hours, got nothing to do, don't feel like gaming, don't feel like studying or something, boom, just get some extra sleep. Then later on, when I do feel like doing stuff, then I can just do that instead of sleeping. Um, okay. uh, another thing, food-wise, I feel like I, I like sitting down and having at least one good meal a day. Um, okay. But I'm definitely okay to rush stuff if need be, because sometimes, or sometimes I, if, well, it kind of depends. It kind of depends on what it is that I'm doing. Sometimes, depending on if it's like a longer engagement and maybe I want to be, like, really sharp when I'm doing that thing, then I'll just skip it, and I'll be like, okay, I don't really want to rush it and be, like, lethargic for whatever it is that I'm going to do, so maybe I'll just fast. Oh, um, okay. And then, you know, I'll end up eating, which, again, very inconsistent because I've, I've literally gone some days where I'm like, damn, I, I really just had one sandwich all day, bro. that's crazy. But then I'll make up for it because, like, over the, over the next week I'll eat, like, way too much McDonald's or something like that. So it all works out. It all averages out over the week. Um, but yeah, no, but just sitting down and having that one good meal, immensely beneficial as well. It's just, I don't know, something relaxing about it. Something very restorative. Right. In a, in a different way than sleep is, you know. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's invigorating almost. It's good. Um, let's see, what else do I do? Uh, studying and like all my schoolwork. To me, that's just uh, kind of a good way to keep a sense of forward momentum going, you know. Because if I'm not doing that, then what am I doing long-term, right? And that's kind of like the oh, okay. thing that I'm doing long-term, right? I'm just studying, going to school, and just keep doing that consistently, even though, you know, sometimes I do it part-time. This time, I actually tried to get, uh, try to get like, a full semester, but Damn. course selection cucked me, so ah. I don't want to take too many electives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're just going back to two again. But for the next semester after that, we should have it figured out. Um, Does that mean the summer, or do you mean yeah, after the summer? summer? Okay. The summer, I think, yeah. I'll probably take courses over the summer. Ah, but then again, do I even want to do full course loading in the summer? I don't know. Ah, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. You have time. Yeah. No, but it just uh, keeps that sense of, like, forward momentum. Because if I weren't doing that, like, for example, in COVID, when right. I wasn't studying, it was a bit different, obviously, because it's, like, I had the full intent of coming back to school. And I was really just waiting for it to all go online and, like, go, I don't know, start it properly, I guess. But that period of time where I had nothing to do. I was like, that was very eye-opening. I'm like, hmm, kind of sucks not having anything to do. Okay. Like, I appreciate this time for what it is now because it's like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But, like, I, you know, without something, like, if I didn't have, like, a career job or something like that, I just could not fathom that. So I, I feel like I need something to, like, work towards. How, yeah. So that's what I get out of school. That's kind of the biggest thing for me. Uh, kind of like the overarching long-term implications of it i guess right. and then video games that's kind of like the short-term stuff man because that's like it's just so much fun i don't know getting better at it and seeing my skills progress and working on it and i don't know it's just like uh just like a skill you can keep getting better at you know right and you can see the rewards right there and when you get better you get rewarded for it instantly almost um not the most okay. productive use of my time but it's just so much fun just tickles, uh, I don't know, the right part of the monkey brain or something. 
So that's kind of what I get out of that. And I think those are kind of the big things, I guess. Right. Uh, okay. I guess the other one would also be work and obviously big monetary incentive in that. Oh, actually, no, I missed one big thing, too, that you mentioned as well, the exercise part. Yeah, right. so, like, with mm-hmm. work, that's kind of the two things. So it's, like, one, obviously, the monetary uh, keeps me keeps me in school, like, debt-free, which is really nice, I think. Even though, realistically, with the student loans here, I really don't have any excuse to not take them up on that offer, but whatever. Um and then, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the exercise is just huge. I just could not imagine letting my body decay because if you're not doing something, your body's just decaying. It's true. And I, I don't know. It's just once I have all these abilities, I'm still perfectly fit. It's not that big of an investment to maintain those skills or even just improve those skills. So to me, it's just unfathomable to not exercise, especially because, you know, I enjoy it too. That's another thing. Like, it's fun. It's not a drag to do, like, yeah. maintenance stuff. Yeah. No, those are great things. And also mm-hmm. in just when you're talking about them, you kind of was, you're already brought up some of the reasons, uh, some of the things that you get out of it, some yeah. of the reason that you do them. Right. And we'll definitely get more into that for sure. Um, but yeah, like, um, would you rate all of those that kind of in the same tier where would you say some of those things are like, uh, I mean, yeah, in separate tiers, because I know there's a couple of things that I also just get a lot out of, but they're not quite in the same tier as yeah. the stuff I mentioned. I think it's so like um, on a weekly basis. I uh-huh. like the last few months I've been getting live jazz mm. and that's been incredible. I, I really like that. But I just don't think getting live jazz on a weekly basis is quite to the same level as those other things. Right. Yeah. It's still yeah. something that I consistently get a lot out of but i don't think i get quite as much out of it and i know in various periods of my life in fact i would say in most uh most of the time i play sports probably on a weekly basis um if not almost a weekly basis so mm-hmm. recently that's been like basketball but in the past it has been different sports and i definitely also get a lot out of that but once again, I wouldn't put that in the same tier as those as those mm. things that I mentioned. So for you, in those things that you've mentioned, are those all in the same tier? I feel like oh, that's a that's a tricky one. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to put them on a tier list because I feel like they're all just like different aspects of certain things. So it, obviously, there are ones that I feel are more important than the other ones. Obviously, by far, like obviously, the sleep is much more important, just objectively, than the video games, right? Mm. Um, and the, the certain ones also there's like an element where it's like certain ones you could replace with other things conceivably like the video games I could replace with something else right I wouldn't be mm-hmm. a big deal um, so I, I feel like it's it's so nuanced but yeah absolutely there's like a priority system um, like staying in school that's the biggest one well not staying in school but like doing well in school that's a big one um, and like sleeping those are probably at the top of the list uh, everything else I could sacrifice if I needed to, right? Like um, right. the food and the meal stuff, it would, it would suck, but I could get through it. Like I'm not going to die if I, you know, mm. rush my meals. So I'll, I'll be okay. It just, you know, it'll just kind of, it, it, w- it would be nice to have it, you know, especially with the, I don't know, wear and tear from like just regular routine kind of gets old after a while if you don't have those little things. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I could put them on like a tier list, but it's also a nuance. It's kind of right. The, the tier list itself has a lot of weird caveats to it, where it's like 
this is higher than this, but this is much, you know, I can replace this with something else if need be or something along those lines. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's definitely, uh, that makes more sense than putting a straight up on a tier list. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's interesting, uh, a lot of like what you were saying and especially kind of the last part you brought up, because I know for me, it's those things that I mentioned that really matters. Like those are mm-hmm. kind of the most important things. Right. So I, yeah. I don't mind, uh, not studying or, or stuff like that. Like mm. that's like to allow me to have like a job that kind of pays uh, for, you know, the actual living cost. Mm-hmm. And also that is, um, both in terms of like the environment, the location, and also the working hours that will allow me mm-hmm. to fit in all of those things. Right. Mm. So those, those things that I mentioned are like the most important and the other things are enablers, uh, of those things. Mm, right. I see. So yeah. That, yeah, so what I said is like the stuff I really try to have and everything else is just kind of making sure that I can have it, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's, it's uh, interesting what you're talking about with like... Yeah, there's a bit of a, like a difference in the way it's mm-hmm. conceptualized almost, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that earlier too. It's like, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the way, the way I visualize it as well is it's like I just have certain needs, I guess, mm-hmm. and then... I'll find activities that can somehow serve to fit those needs, right? Because that's really what people do, right? Like if you notice you're getting out of shape or whatever and you want to do something about it, you find some activity, some sort of exercise to get you back in the shape. But it could be any exercise. Uh, There just happens to be a particular way of exercising, which is like parkour and calisthenics that, you know, I prefer other over ones. Um, Right. Or for the school thing, right? Like I mentioned earlier, like if I had a career job, it would have been fine. Then I wouldn't have to do you know, the, um, the, the coaching and the school, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I, there would just be two, one activity would serve both functions for me. Right. So as right. long as those two functions, so it's kind of like, like I'm, I'm giving you the activities that meet those functions for me now or meet certain needs for me right now. Um, but to me, the actual activities themselves, um, they're secondary to the function that they serve. As long as I'm meeting okay. those functions, that's what I care about for like the sleep thing, for example. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mentioned, like, obviously it's not ideal to have such an erratic schedule like I do. Um, but the sort of biphasic sleep lets me structure my day in a way that lets me get stuff done during the day and during the night, which is nice because mm-hmm. there's certain daytime activities that I really enjoy doing. You know, I like to, you know, chat with my family right now and then, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Can't do that at 2 in the morning, but then it lets me do this at 2 in the morning. But say something changes or whatever, and, you know, let's say I stop gaming and then immediately my incentive to stay up until like two in the morning is gone. So then I can just replace my sleep with something else. So then right. all of a sudden having that erratic sleep schedule that lets me be so flexible, not as important to me now. Now, uh, more like a traditional schedule would be better suited for that and would probably, you know, meet my other functions better. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of the way I conceptualize it. It's like I have that certain is, needs uh... in it. I just yeah, that's super interesting to yeah. think about it like that, and it really ties into kind of what what we're like the other main part we're gonna discuss, which is what exactly you get out of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know you're talking about like these functions 
And that's kind of the most important uh, things, right? They're kind of meeting that. Whereas I could tell you that for me, what I get out of these things is that I know what I am really chasing is uh, a specific feeling, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm really looking for is the overall sense of fulfillment. And what I mean by that, where other way I can describe that is inner peace. Mm -hmm. And really for me, um, it's about having as many moments as possible where I genuinely don't want anything else. I'm not yearning for more. Just content. And there yeah. isn't any emptiness inside. Like I am just mm-hmm. there existing and that is enough. Right. I'm trying to mm-hmm. have as many moments of that as possible. That is what I am chasing. And I could tell you that I identify two specific feelings that actually contribute to that inner peace or sense of fulfillment. One Mm -hmm. of them is what I call meaningfulness. Like, I don't think that there is a inherent or objective meaning to life. And I don't even think that there is necessarily an objective or a subjective meaning uh, for life, you know, for me. But there are certain experiences Mm -hmm. that give me this feeling that I can't only label as meaningful me, mm-hmm. meaningfulness right like i don't know how else to label that yeah like for whatever reason it just feels a particular way that i can best describe as it's meaningful right and then mm-hmm. the other feeling that contributes the most to my sense of fulfillment or inner peace is the sense of beauty in the sense of like hey i really feel like life is beautiful i really feel like my life is beautiful Right. Where I really Mm -hmm. feel like uh, this is beautiful, whatever uh, this is. Right. So those specific things that I, you know, was talking to you about, those either give me one or the other or both of those feelings. Mm -hmm. And ultimately leads me to moments where I don't want I genuinely just don't want anything else. And it's just enough. Mm -hmm. I exist in that moment and that is enough. Right. So that's uh, what I am chasing. That's why I do all of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. So why why do I love like the sunrise so much? Like that's one of those things that I can tell you, I consistently just feel like life is so beautiful uh, when, when that happens. And when you feel like that early in the day, it, it just makes the rest of the day so much easier. Right. It mm-hmm. just makes me f- feel ready to take on whatever and it's just, it's just super nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting seeing the differences and how we, I don't know, have this, have like such a difference in the frameworks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. I'm just trying to think of like, now that I figured, yeah, because it's making yeah. me think deeper about my like structure. Because I don't exactly. think my structure yeah. go, goes to that level. <laughs> Because mine is I'll, just I'll, like, functions met, good. But why mm-hmm. do the no functions need to be met? I do right. not know. And yeah. why exact feelings actually meet mm-hmm. those those functions, right? Because yeah. like, I a lot of things that people do, just like, oh, why? Like, oh, I like it. Like, they enjoy it where it's like, it's fun, where mm-hmm. it makes them happy. But like, fun, where enjoyment, where happiness, those things don't contribute to my sense of fulfillment it's as fleeting, much. yeah. Like, I like it. Mm-hmm. it. It is fleeting for sure. Like, I like it. I, mm-hmm. You know, that's great and everything. 
But I still find moments within experiences that make me happy or uh, that I'm having fun where I feel like something is just missing. Something just isn't quite there. Yeah. There's just still this. Like, not always, but like we're talking about what I consistently get out of, right? Like, that's not as consistent. And also, it's fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. So within those experiences, there are going to be moments sometimes where I notice, like, hey, everything is great. I'm having a great time. I'm happy and everything. But why, mm-hmm. like, for some reason... It just doesn't quite feel like it's enough, yeah. right? So, yeah. So uh, I noticed that. I know that's now that's something I don't want, and that kind of ties into you not wanting to be a yeah. zombie, right? A lot of like yeah, what we choose to do exactly, yeah. is to avoid feeling certain ways yeah, as well. It's like, yeah, like the functions are, I guess, in a way, set up to serve a very similar function, just to like keep me within like a certain. Uh, range of feelings it's not as precise as yours because mm-hmm. you have a very specific feeling in mind that you always care to um work towards but yeah. mine's definitely a bit more of like a broader aim where it's kind of like well i don't want to be a zombie i definitely you know i don't want to lose my physical abilities i want to get better i want to get stronger so i'm going to keep exercising um you know um the video game that, that, that's a big ego one bro because like you get good enough <laughs> of the game and it's like dude it is rewarding bro they they design them very well, but yeah. The, but the thing is, like, you just, know that you yeah. know that about yourself. Like, you can pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I get out of it. It's rewarding. It's it's because of the ego. There is this. Yeah. Uh, there is this. I don't know. Like, oh, I pulled out something crazy, something cool. I, I, I'm beating this these guys by so much. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Like there are specific feelings like that and specific things like that. You know, you're getting out of it, and you know that you want right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that that is uh, great, in my opinion, because I like to look at things this way. And also, I can't believe I didn't mention this. Well, I can, because it's not accessible to me right now. Um, <laughs> lying down in the sun. That's one oh, of my favorite yeah. things. <laughs> like, I just, like, I love to just lie down in the it's sun. So like, I, I, it is so good. I, Dude, that, you can even uh, imagine it's a heat lamp, bro. Imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah, you if go. if there is fresh air, I wouldn't mind that. If it's actually just in a room with a heat Terrarium. lamp, and like the, then then it's like no, that's not as good. Like, that's fair. It's yeah, a, the fresh air aspect and like the sun aspect are are huge mm-hmm. in uh, allowing that kind of experience to really give me how I want to feel. I wonder if you're in a heat lamp with VR goggles on and like a nice breeze going, you could you could probably be pretty satisfied with that, even if it's like yeah middle of the night no uh i've never tried it Dude, there's only one way to <laughs> find out bro. Sound, that does sound uh interesting though yeah we gotta try it now mm. we gotta try it mm. yeah because um, i'm thinking about it bro that that would actually slap bro well listen here's the thing you bring up how much you want heat lamps so i think you gotta dive into more of like what you're getting out of that and why you want it so much how does that make you feel dude it makes (laughs) me feel like i'm in the sun bro it's crazy Uh, honestly not having the sun is messed up man not having the sun is messed up yeah yeah terrible terrible i don't know how Mm. people up north where it's like oh the sun never sets or like it sets for like six months straight that's that's insane to me i don't know that is insane they literally just don't have like their circadian rhythms are just like what what the fuck 
it's literally tied to like a lot of the problems that exist i'm yeah. sure of it i was just watching like, like an iceland thing and they got a crazy suicide rate man it's pretty sad mm-hmm. it's pretty sad over there yeah. yeah greenland also doesn't help they don't have much to do but i mean yeah 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 it sucks uh yeah i know a lot of like small town places because uh, in ontario you actually get a lot of those small town places or people from those small towns uh, in the in the greater vancouver area you don't really get that right? yeah but over here there are a lot of small towns and yeah they don't they don't really have anything they just drive around at night they just do drugs uh party yeah, uh, I don't like, like, really. There isn't. There isn't much. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's also Ugh. if you think about it, man. We're so lucky that opiates, like the hard opiates, didn't become a thing until like modern science. Because, bro, mm-hmm. imagine if they had fentanyl running around the streets in medieval times, bro. GG. Mm-hmm. Humanity never gets to this point, <laughs> bro. That's true. Holy. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you you just you already know people would obviously do it. That's, 100%. Uh, that's how it was. Like, damn. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, miracle that it was just beer. It is miracle that it took as long to start distilling alcohol as it did, too. Holy, how long did it take to start distilling stuff? Do you know? I feel like you would know. Uh, I don't know the exact thing, but they've, they've had it forever. They it's had it for a while. in ancient uh, Mesopotamia. Fermenting? Right. Uh, no, no, not, not not fermenting. Distilling? They have I don't, distillation? I don't, not not distilling. Because distillation, not distilling. that's that's a that's a whole that's other different. can of worms too. Yeah, that's different. The fermenting, yeah, yeah the fermenting's been around for probably even Basically before forever. Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, um, like, even on record, like they have it, yeah, and also them using it as like medicine, right? Mm-hmm. But distillation, uh, I don't know. I don't know the exact dates for that. Yeah. Got to figure that out. That's that'd be interesting to know. Uh huh. I mean, when before the Middle Ages, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Because they had beer all throughout the Middle Ages. But you don't need distillation for beer. Do you? Fuck. You're right. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> beer is like the OG. That one's like probably the first one, if not wine. I feel like it's wine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess, no, you're right. But when did... Mm, I don't know. Right. That's tough. I don't know. Yeah, sometime around there. Yeah. <laughs> sometime <laughs> around the Middle Ages or just before the Middle Ages. Yeah, well, Frangelico. Yeah. That's like... Uh, I forget. That one's distilled and, you know, I don't know, man. It's probably older than Frangelico, so however, however old that guy Fran- is. There you Fr- go. Frangelico is... The not almond, uh, what's it called? Hazelnut, 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 hazelnut liqueur. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Sharier made uh, has shots that tasted like Ferrero Rocher, and he used that. Remember, I is that what he described? I mean, I don't remember them being described as Ferrero Rocher, but it's like a chocolate thing, it was like, um. Like cacao liqueur, a chocolate or thing with hazelnut flavor. It was like that, cacao. That yo, it did, yo, but come on, it tasted more generic than that, dog. It tasted. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I felt like I mean, it I tasted see it. very similar to something like Nutella or Ferrero Rocher. I just noticed. I just noticed chocolate flavor. That's all I noticed, bro. 
Bro, you didn't even notice a Frangelico, bro. I mean, I'm sure I noticed it, but it's just like to me that taste is. I mean, it's also like for me, it was pretty strong. As a child, like the Frangelico. Anytime I would describe um, like Nutella or anything like that, like to me, that was a chocolate spread. You know what I mean? To me, I didn't think hazelnut. I didn't associate that taste with hazelnut. Oh. So like when I so you just never really had a strong taste. Yeah, for not until I it's, guess. it's huh. it, it, well, at least not with Nutella because I feel like with Nutella, like it's definitely there. I can taste it. I know how the hazelnut tastes like. Uh, I you can know it, it tastes way different than other chocolates, though. I know, but it just still tastes predominantly of chocolate to me. I don't okay. know. It's just like you give it to somebody, they're gonna classify that uh, this is chocolate with a hazelnut taste mm-hmm. to it. No, this is a hazelnut spread with a bit of chocolate in it, you know? Like, it's very predominantly a chocolate okay, thing. Okay, yeah, it, it is definitely more chocolate, but I feel like the hazelnut yeah, is strong enough that you have to mention it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I feel like when you're like, eating maybe, chocolate, then you get Nutella. Because like, I've been, well, I think it's also <laughs> that I've been literally eating toast with Nutella since I was, like, two or something like that. Or like three. Oh, okay. So it's been, it's okay. like, it's been around... Right. For as long yeah. as chocolate's been around in my thing, you know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah, my wheelhouse, that's different. Bro. Yeah, I think I, I had go to it town with it with, like, just a spoon. Probably had it like first time I was thing. nine. Oh, yeah, it's a little later. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And no. I've had a lot of chocolate before then. Yeah. So but, I like, the hedgehogs, I feel like that, uh, you can definitely taste the hazelnuts in those more. I think they have hazelnuts, uh, right? I, I don't know. I don't really eat hedgehogs that's oh, not so something that's though. super f- i've had it i just uh Dude, not super familiar so with it because it's so good you gotta get some know. more bro <laughs> Dude, the crunch on the outside the uh, the chocolate goodness on the inside bro it's too good how can you pass it up <laughs> i feel like ferrero rochers are better okay well that's fair i mean that's kind of um, what they argue against, yeah. That's why I just, if I'm going to get anything, I'll probably just get that. So <laughs> yeah. Even though I've tried the hedgehog stuff, I get this. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up I guess, uh, on this topic? Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll bring up something that it's, uh I'm sure I'll bring up again in a later episode when we go specifically into it. Mm-hmm. But something else that is also right up in the top tier with the stuff I described that is also not accessible to me right now, but not because of weather reasons, uh, is that I remember uh, back when I was in a relationship, one of the things that would make me feel like that is uh, falling asleep. Uh, holding or being held by mm. someone that genuinely cares about you and you care about that is definitely right in the same tier right mm-hmm. uh, so for a different reason that is not accessible to me right now um, and I would say that in the lower tier that it doesn't quite make to the top tier but I still get a lot out of and it's something I really enjoy something that uh, I consistently get a lot out of is um getting coffee or drinks or food with friends and just having mm. a nice chat, right? That yeah. is a experience that mm. I just uh, always have a good time with. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a lot of variables when it comes to that with, uh, you know, what you're drinking or where you're at, what kind of food you are, you're at, the, the amount of people that's there, who exactly you're with, and the specific kind of situation about what you're talking about in the conversation or what, what else is happening in your lives or in the world right now because those always end up in the conversation. But that in general is something that is not quite the top tier, but something I 
to something that's pretty close. So it'll be with like the uh, playing sports and uh, live jazz that tier. So mm -hmm. I do want to give that a shout out and bring that up. And I think for me, uh, yeah, I, I've told you all of those things I get, I consistently get a lot out of, and I've told you the type of feelings that uh, <coughs> I'm looking for. And yeah, yeah, I think uh, if uh, you can actually describe any any specific feelings, if that's uh, if that came to you, that's the only other thing I can think about to bring up in this conversation. If not, we'll go into our highlights and no, finish this episode. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. I guess. Uh, um, yeah, do you want yeah. to start us off with the highlights? I can if you want me to. Do you want to? Sure, I'll do sure, it. Yeah, let's switch it up. I'm different. Um, yeah, I, I will say highlights <laughs> relating to uh, what's happening in the world right now. Uh, <laughs> world Cup. Yes, Huge. sir. Love it, uh, especially some of the games lately. Like, holy, the games that happened and they were recording today. Um, Netherlands and Argentina, Croatia and Brazil. Brazil. Is that a big upset? Croatia against Brazil, is that an upset? Yes, in the sense that like Brazil is one of the favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah. But, and also, Croatia barely beat Japan. Mm. So, in that sense, definitely it's an upset. But at the same time, Croatia was in the finals in the last World Cup. Ah, they so have multiple world-class players, and they have been defensively sound this, this entire tournament. And they've got an experienced team, right? Mm. So, how much of an upset is it really when you start to think about it in those terms? It's just That's like, true. okay, yeah. you can understand why. Yeah. I wasn't really seeing like a big thing online because I, to me, not knowing anything about it, Croatia is like the fuck a Croatia. I don't know anything about Croatia, right. but Brazil. Everybody knows Brazil. Yeah. Uh, so to me, That's it sounded a, like it was like a big thing, but I guess it wasn't. Brazil has like two hundred million people. Yeah, uh, Croatia has like three. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in if you're gonna look at it in that term, like yeah, it's I mean, a huge upset. I mean, but nobody that's malnutrition in Brazil is gonna make it onto the team. So if we discount that population, <laughs> then I mean, I'm just playing, bro. Bro, <laughs> that was a little much. Uh, <laughs> it's fucked up, though. Far. It's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, rip. Brazil. It's rough out there. It's, it's tough. Rough man. out in Brazil tough right now. Favelas, bro. It's tough. Damn. Yeah, mm. but yeah. It, Incredible World Cup so far in terms of the quality of uh, play and the and the upsets and the matchups and the highlights and the games today, especially both going to penalties, uh, mm -hmm. huge players playing. Yeah, it was uh, incredible to watch those games and it has been really good tournament so far. Uh, a lot of problems when it comes to actually uh, guitar hosting and uh yeah what the, you know there's yeah. a lot of problems <laughs> in that sense but the tournament itself in terms of yeah. just the sport it has been great and um yeah that has to be to it for me what about you what has uh, um, what's been your highlights okay well i think uh since the last time we did the podcast i've since completely wrapped up my archaeology course so did well on mm. my presentation and my research project so i'm very happy with that did well enough on the, uh, and by well enough, I mean I did quite well on the uh, exam, so very pleased with that. So now I just got the OCHEM, uh final coming up, 
so I've got to study hard for that. But otherwise, basically I'm almost home free, so yeah. Also, oh yeah, making big progress on the front lever, bro. We're getting close, bro. Mm, a couple more months of consistent nice. work, and I'll have like a nice solid front lever for a decent amount of time. Right. Mm. And how long will it be until I can uh, hang on to you and you can still do it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried anything <laughs> like that. But I hear that like if you hang on like the shoulders or the head, it it doesn't increase the difficulty near by all that much. Or something huh. along the line. Well, right. some people even go as far as saying that adding weight to that side of the lever would make it easier. Because it some people balances say, yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not super inclined I, I to believe that. I don't know about that, that though. I, yeah, I don't believe that. I don't think the... I don't, I don't think... I don't think uh, the muscles are all that strong. I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be... I don't think they can transfer that weight that efficiently across the yeah. length of the body. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't think it makes it easier. I, I do think it's the difficulty isn't mm-hmm. like drastically. Well, higher. I know I know that for some people do legitimately find planches easier um, if they get like a big heavy weight vest on, or not big heavy weight vest on, but any amount of weight to shift the center of gravity forwards, anything mm-hmm. to decrease that angle that you need to have the shoulder at, or rather, mm-hmm. yeah. For the planche, it would be, yeah, if you're increasing the angle so in between your arm and the body so that your arms are further away from your body, anything yeah. that can help you do that will make it easier. And by putting weight it's on like like your upper uh, body, it shifts it forward. It's like holding weight when you're doing, holding weight forward when you're doing single leg squats. It, it just helps because uh, you don't fall over <laughs> as easily. Yeah, I mean, it's just, well, yeah, for like the planche and the front lever, it's it's literally just the lever thing. Because if you look at the progressions, yeah. what the progressions do is they... You slowly the, put the legs out. Yeah, you, you slowly put the legs out to make the lever longer. And when that happens, uh-huh. you got to change the joint angle. So if you very right. carefully watch the shoulders when people do those skills, there is a difference in their shoulder angle when they're doing like the basic progressions right. versus the harder ones. With the harder ones, they have to get their arms further down their body. So it's like closer to their hips. Mm-hmm. And holding that angle can be tougher. So some people say that by hanging off of somebody, you can decrease that angle. Um, right. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see that working. But I don't know. I've never tried it, yeah. so maybe. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, once you get a real nice, we could try that. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. That's. Uh, yeah, that's I think good. that's it, though. Yeah, that's gonna be it from us this week. It was a super interesting conversation, mm-hmm. and I hope you enjoyed it. So thank you for listening.